0: and welcome to another episode of the world class agency podcast. Uh, on this week's show we talk to Simon Gates from from Michael Graham and we'll have him on the show shortly. Um he'll be talking to us about estate agency why he, why he loves the business and um, hopefully bringing you some value. My name's Mark Worrell from Love to Move as ever. I'm joined by Sam Hunter from Home Search. Hey Sam, what's going on? Hey man, how are you? Yeah, I'm really good. I'm really good. You've been on a road trip this week, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've been doing some miles. I spent, uh, what is it, Friday morning, so I spent Wednesday in Birmingham and Wolverhampton, uh, Leeds yesterday. I'm in Darlington now uh, and then off to Manchester this afternoon before I see you later on tonight, which is cool. So yeah, it's been cool. Like I've never been to any of those towns and uh, there's some cool parts and there's some interesting parts as I'm sure anyone from those cities who's listening to this will probably understand, but (laughs) it's been a bit of like a home search roadshow going around seeing people actually uh, just had dinner and spent the night with the first ever user of home search overnight. He's up here in Darlington. I made him a promise a year ago uh, that I'd come and see him and he was like, I don't know if you know where Darlington is. And I said, it's, it's in Manchester, isn't it? And he was like, keep going. So uh, yeah, man of my word. Uh, who's, to be fair, it was quite nice. There's a Nando's up was, here. It's
0: good. So, so who was the first ever user?
1: A guy called Tony Dobbins, Anthony Jones Properties up in Darlington. So he and I met uh, at a conference at the EA Masters a year ago and just sort of stayed in touch. And he's been um, more than helpful to us in terms of feedback and support. And uh, he's he's also just a good bloke who you can just call and have a chat about if you're having a shit day. He's someone that's quite good to talk to and vice versa. So it it was sort of nice to see his hood and learn a little bit more about his business and he took me out for a nice steak as well. So I was pretty
0: happy. Happy days. Happy days well. Shout out. Um what about
1: you, what's going on? And
0: so we've been um we've been doing some miles this week as well. Um so it's just just what is it now, half eight uh, Friday morning. And um we'll be we're off to Wales to see an agent today, off to Stockport to see an agent. So perhaps not quite as many miles as you, but um meeting good. Good forward-thinking agents up and up and down the country, um, and the mood is is fairly positive. I think it's probably fair to say some agents are, are saying that it's it's starting to go a little bit quieter. Let's hope it's not the the market done for the year. But um, I, I think there's a lot of you know good forward-thinking agents who are who are trying working really hard to try and improve the business, and hopefully you know by speaking to some of them on this, by sharing ideas, we can we can assist with doing that, right?
1: yeah i mean i weirdly like while we're in we, we were doing some stuff for some ads that we're going to do in these in these three big cities over the last couple of days but i tried to do as much prospecting as i could um while we were there so we literally went in and door knocked estate agencies so like we find a high street in sort of north south east and west parts of these towns and you know estate agents are not hard to find because there's one high <laughs> street there's going to be five of them so we would yeah i was walking to offices and i was sort of saying like hey guys this is a bit weird but I'm not here to buy or sell anything. I just sort of want to give you my card and let you do you know about home search We used it. And weirdly, like i twice we had it, particularly in Birmingham where guys are like, Oh, have heard about you. And I'm like, Oh, you're using us. And they're like, Nah.
0: And I was like, Okay. <laughs> Cheers.
1: Yeah. And so then I started talking to them about the market and they were just like, Oh, listen, we've we've got sellers who've even said to us we don't want viewings for the next two weeks until this Brexit stuff sorts itself out. Really? And I thought, that's a bit weird. Um but and I I I That was my first thought. But then these guys sort of said to me, they were like, well, no one really knows what's going to happen. And it's so close to, what is it? 11th of October today. So it's so close to the end of the month. And we might try and get this one out before the 31st, just in case anything does happen. But um, (laughs) people people are like, well, I've been, I might've been selling for four months or I've been looking for three months. Why would I make a decision now the next two weeks when who knows what could happen? Um, I'm still of the thought that not much is going to happen regardless. Even if if Brexit happens, I don't think it's going to do anything other than maybe have a little Brexit bounce where people are like, right, that's done. Time to get on with our lives. But yeah, um, world's not
0: going to end, is it?
1: I don't know. It shouldn't hopefully. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But I, I actually sort of understood where these guys were coming from and it's the first time where I had gone. Okay. Because it's, no one really knows if it's going to happen or what will happen when it happens, but it's now what, two and a half weeks away. It's the first yeah. time I thought, actually, you know what? That probably is an external factor that's affecting a lot of the people in this. Whereas six months ago, I wouldn't have had that as a excuse in, in rabbit ears. I would have just been like, listen, people have got to move, get on with it, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. educate people about it. But uh, I think actually with two weeks to go, I wouldn't buy. I mean, if I was in the position of buying something, I'd probably wait two weeks now, you know? And it's the first time I've had that mindset.
0: Yeah, I must admit, um, I was talking to an agent recently and we were talking about the market was it a bit subdued for Brexit and I said to him, would, well, would, would you sell your house now? And he's mm. like, well, no, not, not, not unless you have to. And even then you can probably wait two weeks. So, yeah, let's let's hope we, we get it done and dusted and it's all sorted out one way or another, whatever your political views are. <laughs> yeah, right?
1: I think, fingers crossed.
0: Cool, cool. Right, shall we, um, shall we introduce today's guest, Sam? Do you want to uh, do the honours?
1: Let's do it. Today's world-class agent is a guy that I've had the pleasure of getting to know over the past year and I've seen his business go from strength to strength. Starting with Michael Graham over 10 years ago as a sales negotiator, he's got outstanding results month after month and has progressed through the ranks and picked out the best bits from coaches and trainers across the world to implement into his own business with great success. It's his his first podcast and he was too shy to give me anything saucy for his bio other than just tell people that I'm a good bloke. I can confirm that he is. Simon Gatesy Gates. Welcome to the World Class Agency podcast. Good morning, Sam. Thank you very much for that lovely intro. (laughs) I will say to everybody listening that we're recording this pretty early on a Friday morning and Simon has his camera off because he's in his dressing gown. So all ever ever the professionals, which I like very much. Thanks for joining us man, I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks very much. Thanks very much, Simon, it's, ni- it's nice to speak to you. Can we, can we start, let's start at the, at the beginning, as you, as you if you will. What made you get into a state agency?
2: Um, really, really weird one to be honest. I, I literally just always wanted to be an estate agent from being a kid. Um, I don't know why it was when the local property paper would turn up on the doorstep, I'd be fascinated with knowing you know what, the property values were, and I'd try and guess what the prices were. Um, so that's yeah. kind of what, what, what got me into it. Um, I mean, when people would say to you when you're younger, what do you want to be? And I said, an estate agent, they'd laugh at me. Um, so yeah. Um, so yeah, my mum and dad weren't too keen on me doing it either. Um, they, they kind of, I think, wanted me to avoid it. But uh, no, it's something I've delved straight into and, and loved nearly almost every minute of it. Was it? Uh, was that straight from school? Yeah, so basically I did, um so after my GCSEs, obviously at 16 years old, I did work experience for Michael Graham for a week or two um, and then when I was doing my A-levels for two years, I was working part-time in their office in a, in a little market town called Oney in North Bucks um, and I'd basically work after school, work weekends and it just happened for two years, made me kind of learn what goes on in the in the process? It was a bit of a difficult time because the market was just crashing, mm. um so I didn't choose my timing very well. you could argue, but at the same time it's good because I learned a lot. I saw it going from an amazing market to an absolutely terrible market overnight, uh which made me learn a lot um and then in two thousand and nine in the summer, I finished my A levels. And all my mates were going off to uni or going on gap years and I just got straight into estate agency. And yeah, here I am 10 years on.
1: I'm interested to know, so you're a 15 year old kid, you're a little guessing asking prices, trying to understand where things will end up selling and understanding values like that. How did, was it like pulling the curtain back when you started inside an agency and how did uh, the reality of being an estate agent in those early days compared to what you thought it would be?
2: Well, I think like, A lot of people who aren't in the industry think our job as estate agents is easy. They think you put it on right move, you wait for the phone to ring, you open someone's door, and it's as simple as that. And people still say that to me today.
0: Um, Is it not like
2: that? (laughs) uh, Yeah, I suppose it is actually, isn't it? I I literally, uh, yeah, 15, 16 years old, got in an office and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe how fast paced it is how much more stuff is going on um so there there was a lot more to it yeah when I when I first went into it and kind of seeing the science and maths the arts to valuing a property was really interesting it's something I always kind of wanted to do from the start I love being a negotiator but I kind of wanted to to set out to be a a valuer and go out and kind of give give opinion on what the market seems to be suggesting the prices and yeah helping people get the best price for their their property
1: Nice one. Now you, you've been doing this more than 10 years now. What's, what's changed? Like if, if anything, or what have you seen change? Have you affected change? I'm interested to know uh, from your perspective.
2: Um, yeah, I think te- technology has obviously been a, a massive part of it. Um, what you guys are doing and what other people are doing. I wish I knew what I knew now, you know, five years ago um, mm. in terms of, um you know podcasts there's Facebook groups which are out there so there's just so much training that you can do to help expand your knowledge, improve your customer service, which will obviously in, in turn benefit the client. so I'd say that technology has been a, been a massive part of it, but I think that still and I know a lot of guys' agents will say this customer service is still on human sort of touch points, um, things like thank you cards and um, just you know, treating people like humans, really, not treating them just like a, a, a transaction, really. Mm.
1: Yeah,
0: it's still a people industry, right? Absolutely. Um, can I can I just ask um, why do you think people use you over, over your competitors? You probably started to touch on a couple of bits yeah, there, yeah. Simon, but but is there is there any anything in particular that you do, or is it one hundred one percent? Do you think? Um, is that in terms of using myself or
2: using Michael Graham or a bit of both? Yeah, a bit of both, I'd say. Um, well, I think in terms of using Michael Graham in the, in the area that, that we are, um, between kind of 500,000 and perhaps sort of just over the million mark, maybe 1.5 million, we are sort of market leaders. So people just kind of associate our brand um, with their kind of property. They, they feel they, they need to use us to get the best results. Um, but I think I've had to learn over the past few years of being a valuer that brand isn't enough to it gets you through the door but it doesn't win the instruction they might want to use Michael Graham but if you're not on form when you go through that door and not giving it 100% they might go with someone else because, because they offer a cheaper fee and you've not shown them enough value so I think that when I started out, I mean, I'm, 20, I'm 28 now and I look about 10. Um <laughs> so, you I and, mean, and I get along, yeah. <laughs> uh, but a few years ago, I always had this kind of negative perception of myself. When I'd go into someone's house, I would think, they immediately think, God, he's young. Um, so I always <laughs> felt that was a barrier to come across. Um, so I would always make sure that I wanted to be the most knowledgeable person they would meet. Um, the most enthusiastic, uh, the most passionate, and and the one who really wanted to get them the best result. And I think having that kind of in my head from the start has really, really helped to yeah to get more houses on the market, really. Did you
1: come up with, like, did you figure that out on your own? Or do you, do there things that you've learned from people you've learned from within Michael Graham or externally? Because, um, like... I think one of the reasons why you and I sort of got along from the first time we spoke is because we're quite similar and not only that we look like we're prepubescent, but uh, (laughs) we we sort of sing from that same service growth orientated. It's not about fees. It's about the person. It's about getting results, you know, and so I'm interested to know, was that always your mindset from... The 15 year old kid that wanted to be an estate agent or was something that you've gone right I actually need to for the sake of my clients and my business go and better myself and upskill and, and become the most knowledgeable
2: enthusiastic passionate person in my area yeah I mean it's something I've always it always been interesting I mean when I was at school don't get me wrong I couldn't wait to get out of education because I wanted to be an estate agent um but now I feel like I'm doing more education in my own time than I did the whole time I was at school. Again, you know, listening to podcasts, um, reading books, um, participating in sort of Facebook groups and stuff to just kind of find out what's going on. And there's, you know, some amazing content out there. Um, And it's just taking snippets of various different bits. But I'd say in the past few years, I've learned, I'd say one of my strengths is process. I'm really, really good at process. But sometimes process would be too much on my mind and forget again it's the people business i've learned from others in the industry that don't just go in there and think about the process actually talk to them as human beings and get along that way so that's that's been a big learning curve um but yeah when you go into when you go into an appointment and someone says to you you know this has happened quite a lot a few years ago oh how long have you been with michael graham and I'm thinking. Well, that was a clearly indirect question of how old are you? Um, I'm not <laughs> sure you're old enough to sell my house. So that was, again, I, I loved it when people would say that because I'd use that to my advantage and say, oh, well, funnily enough, I joined the company when I was 16, doing work experience, da da, da, da And then all of a sudden they're on the side and I think, oh, okay, this guy knows, knows what he's talking about.
1: Yeah, if you're good enough, you're old enough, right?
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, so, um I'm interested, you've obviously been with Michael Graham um, over 10 years, you you started at a, at a difficult time. Um, I suppose this question is twofold really. One is, what did that early time kind of teach you? And, and two, um, why Michael Graham for so long? They must doing some fantastic things to upskill you, to um, retain you as a employee for for ten years. Obviously, you know um, they attracted you into the business at a young age as well. So, so what do they do to um, recruit, recruit, and uh, retain talent? And what did the early years teach you? I suppose. Um, I think that. From the start, they were
2: just, like I said earlier, a really, really well-known brand in the area that I, that I lived in and that I've always lived in. Um, so it was an easy choice to, to go work for them. And then we've just grown over the years and, and had more offices. I can't remember exactly, but we must have been half the size as a company um, when I joined Doing Work Experience in 2007 to where we are now. Um, and I think we've just been innovative over the years, so making sure our photography, our floor plans, our marketing, our website, our offering is just always improving. When I look at some other agents out there, and no offence to them, but they look like they're still stuck in the 1980s, the way they sort of advertise or, or do mm. things. So yeah, we're always trying to be innovative, um, which I think is a real, real big part of, of why people you know, come and join Michael Graham and, and, and stay with him for a long time as well. How big is Michael Graham? So we've got 14 offices covering eight counties um, and we do sales, lettings and financial services. Um, So, so yeah, that's kind of how big we are. Could you see yourself
1: like evolving that brand and becoming sort of a, a, a bigger player within it? Or are you happy just being the estate agent you always wanted to be?
2: I'd, lo- I'd love. to have my MD's job one day. I don't know what he'd say about that. But, uh, <laughs> should we hope he's listening? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I. don't. He, he's probably not technologically advanced to be listening to this. Um, but I'm sure. I'm sure that will get shared with him somehow.
1: Nice one.
0: <laughs>
1: so I'm interested to know. We we talk about a lot of positive things in this podcast, but one question we've been guilty of not really asking people is like. When it's been tough out there, and you said that you know when you were doing your apprenticeship, you saw the market turn, and you learned a lot of hard lessons. I'm I'm really curious to ask you, like, what's what's the hardest lesson you've learned in the last ten years, and how did you like adapt to it or bring that into your business to make sure that you didn't have to do it again, like you didn't have to learn
2: the same lesson twice, if that makes sense? Um, I think that it and. Um, Actually, something that happened on one of your podcasts recently um, resonated with me, and it, it kind of is going to answer a question. Um, I can't remember who, the, who the, the gentleman was you had on uh, recently, um, but I was I was having a bit of an off day, and I, I was listening to the podcast at my lunch. And I said, "Wow, do you know what?" He was talking about you know his morning routine, writing down his affirmations, and trying to make sure he's improving himself. So. I think, you know, I hear it a lot, um, excuse the cliche, but su- success leaves clues. Mm. So, you know, I always think, you know, when we've had a good month, what have we been doing there? Um, you know, we've we've gone out and done a market appraisal a certain way. We've hand-delivered the market appraisal letter afterwards. We've followed it up in timely fashion. Um, and I think it's just doing the little things right, really, really well and consistently, and just creating lots of different sort of wow moments for the client is what helps sets apart and, and just keep being market leaders in in a difficult times.
1: Very cool. Um, that was Spencer Gilbert, I think, uh, who we That's had on. It, yeah, I, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out Spencer. That was a, that was a cool episode. The guy had a lot of, a lot of, lot of cool stuff to give and share, I think, which is great.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you might not want to share this. Um, to be fair, Simon, but what's what's your favourite wow moment? If you you talked there about um, kind of lots of lots of wow moments along the journey, you talked about hand delivering the the MA. Do you have one particular favourite that you're willing to share? And I'm quite alright if you say no. Um...
2: There's too there's too many to think of. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, look, good answer. Yeah, Why not? I I, uh, I think one literally just happened the the day last being ride. He had a couple of sales fall through. I think a couple of his purchases fell through. And sit where I am and, and not moved and. And lose faith in the process but he he carried on he listened to us took our advice and we finally um got him exchanged and completed on his sale and purchase and uh his the house he bought was on my way home um the other week and I just dropped him um with a bottle of champagne and just wanted to say thank you to them for sticking with us for for what was 12 months and you know they both hugged me and said thank you so much for your help and your you know the team and for me, that was just brilliant. Seeing the smile on their faces and twelve months of stress has, has come to an end, and, and they're ecstatic with their new home. So that's kind of the sort of wow moment that I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, awesome. that's that's amazing, and to get to get a hug from a client, yeah, wow, happy happy days. That's that's brilliant. It's nice to see in this industry. Maybe this is why why you came into it. The difference you can make to people's lives, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And um, so, one question we always ask everybody um, that comes on the podcast. Sam, and is what does world class estate agency look like to you? So, I think,
2: you know, some of them I've, I've, I've probably already mentioned, but essentially, I think it is getting the client to their desired outcome um, and doing that as stress free and as easy as possible. We all know that there's ups and downs in the, in the process, even in the easiest of sales or purchases. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just making the client, whether it's the buyer, the seller, the tenant, the landlord, whoever it may be, just feel comfortable throughout the whole process. Um, I always say to people, you know, we'll, we'll, we will we'll be very, very professional with you, but we'll also be empathetic as well. So we'll talk to you like people, again, not just like a transaction and, and a process. So, yeah, I think basically just, just making sure that people know that you're on their side and you're doing everything you can for them, really, even if there's nothing to tell them, just a quick phone call. Hey, just let you know I've left a message with the owner with regards to your offer, we'll let you know when someone comes back to us because people always think lack of communication is a real issue with estate agents when I go out and see people. So yeah, I think communication is is a big one. Nice one, man. Simon,
1: uh, thank you so much. Um, Go and put your suit on and get to work. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, thank you very much.
1: From both of us, mate, that was awesome. We really appreciate you taking the time um, and congrats on living the dream for the last 10 years. Long, mate. Continue, mate. Yeah,
0: keep it going. Much to Simon Gates from Michael Graham. We really appreciate your time this morning, sat in your dressing gown. Um, So so thank you very much. For me, Sam, one of the big things that I took out of that was um, Simon's passion for the industry. We were talking to Sarah on our previous podcast. She said that a lot of estate agents maybe fall into the industry. But for me, it was really refreshing to hear about Simon talk very passionately about an industry that he's always wanted to be involved in
1: yeah i mean you don't really speak to many people who were just like when i was 15 years old and everyone was asking me what i was doing i wanted to be an estate agent and so i thought that was quite cool um and the fact that he's literally like living his dream as such um i love that he you know he was like i used to see stuff come on the market and i'd try and like guess what it was going to sell for based on the asking price so born like born appraiser born like lister at heart which is quite cool um and the fact that like this is something that I sort of talk about like with our clients or with anyone that I'm talking to or just as as you can appreciate anyone who listen is like he Simon served an apprenticeship. So he was, he was talking about how he started to understand the state agency when he was doing his traineeship and before he'd finished school and he was working in a really good market. And then before he became an agent in his own right or a trainee negotiator, he saw the market like flip on its head and go from booming to nothing, you know, overnight sort of 20, I would imagine it's 2010, 2011 sort of GFC times. And you can tell by, I mean, I I speak to him a fair bit and you can sort of tell by the way he holds himself and the language that he uses that he, it was, it was useful for his career that he learned those hard lessons early. Um, and he, and he, I guess, sees it from both sides, but understand that the process is the same, you know?
0: I think learning, learning good habits in a difficult market stands you in really good stead when the market comes back, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. It gives you, it gives you discipline, you know, and you figure out what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. And then if it's a great market, you still do what works, you know, it's yeah, just absolutely. that maybe the process and the results are sped up a little bit or it's not so much of a battle um, to not so much get things on, but to to actually get the result that works for whoever it is on the other side of the table. Um yeah one of the reasons that we sort of started talking was because he follows a lot of the same sort of Aussie real estate coaches and things like that, that I do. And, and he was just like, mate, I don't like it all, but I pick out the stuff that's relevant to me and it's relevant to our bucks market and how it works. And I sort of anglicize it a little bit. So it's probably not quite as brash (laughs) as some of the stuff that comes out of our mouths, but, um, and you can tell that it works like 28 year old dude, been doing it for 10 years, all he's ever wanted to do. And, Like if you look at any of the reviews that he's gotten, this is why we were quite keen to get him on. Like people rave about what he does and they, they not only that he gets the job done, but that he's a good person while he's doing it. Um, I think he said something like he's the most um, knowledgeable, enthusiastic and passionate agent. And I'm like, it's pretty much what you want from somebody who you're going to give the keys to your house. Right absolutely
0: absolutely and he's obviously you know doing doing a good job he talked about wow moments didn't he doing yeah. the little things lots of little things i think you know, getting a hug from your client by dropping a bottle of champers off at the new house every every credit that is that is a little thing that most agents won't do
1: absolutely and and you're exactly right like that stuff is like people don't remember what you do from them. they remember how you make them feel you know that old yeah. Maya Angelou quote and yeah. He's living and breathing that, you know, and he's saying like, it's like, it's the person that gets the job done. It's the person that wins the instruction. It's the person that builds the trust yeah. with a buyer to make a decision in perhaps what is a uncertain market. Like we're talking about at the top of the podcast and you know, he works for a good brand. He wants to be MD of that brand, but it's, it's, you know, that's what gets you through the door. It's the person you become an agent that you become that makes you success, I guess. And you've always got to be upping your game, not just be on your game, which I was Yeah. was cool.
0: He seems to have a real focus on learning, improving, and there is mm. there is so much content out there now. Um, you talked about the Aussie coaches. Um, there's a lot of Facebook groups for for agents and and this type of thing. It's so easy to learn and improve. You just have the desire to do it. That was
1: one of the things that blew me away, even when I first got here, because like there there isn't that either. I wasn't involved, or it's changed since I was there. But that stuff doesn't exist, I think, anywhere else. Like it's one thing that. Uh, like true independent agents do really well is they actually are willing. Like they're the people that are propping this industry up. They're the people that want to make it better. And there's a segment of them, Simon included, some of the other like friends of the show, where people are willing to talk about their business in more open terms than I think I'd seen like anywhere else. For the for the betterment of everybody. Um, yeah. And absolutely. like you and I talk about it all the time, where like you could give people the best advice ever, but only one out of ten people are going to go and take action on it. And so yep. and Clearly, like Gates, is one of those people where he's gone, right? That's a cool idea. I'm going to try it out and see if it works for me. Um, the the wow moments thing, you're exactly right. Like little things live in the big things. Um, well, I think he said success leaves clues. And I, yeah, it's true. I love that. I love that cliche. One of my favorite quotes is that, not that is history doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. Um, <laughs> and it just, I, I read that somewhere and I was like, geez, I like that. I'll take that and say it three times and make it my own. But it's, yeah. it's true, like if, if he's done a good job for someone, then he can learn from that, replicate that process, give people the same sort of Simon Gates, Michael Graham experience so that they yeah. know what they're going to get from day one and then the result just comes as part of that.
0: And, and you talk about Michael Graham there, that brand must really be doing something something right. I think it's a fantastic you know, testament to what they're doing that he mm. joined as a work experience guy, went on an um, apprenticeship and has now worked his way up been there 14 years you know clearly very passionate about the brand which is obviously very successful in in yeah. the area as, as the go to brand so you know every credit they they're doing some, something right and they are a high end agent aren't they they look uh, at yeah. 2 3 mil stuff
1: that's the thing like and and they're not just uh, an an agent that's been in one town they're everywhere and so yeah. i think he's he's obviously aligned himself with a company that sort of matches the agent and the person that he wants to be and if he's got designs on being MD, like, good on him, you know? Yeah, absolutely. We'll give you a reference. 14
0: offices, he said, didn't he? 50 yeah. years they've been established, so... That's pretty yeah, cool. And, and, and
1: then they've got and then they've got a 28-year-old who's leading the charge and bringing them into sort of the, the new way of doing things. They're not sitting on their laurels, um, just backing in the old-school way. They're, they're doing everything they can to make sure that the business is relevant.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, he's as you said, I think he's definitely one of the... One of the one in ten who will take some of the learnings that you can get free of charge on any Facebook group, podcast, or that take it, implement it into the business, and, and drive that business forward. That's it. Cool, excellent. Well, um, well, thank you very much. Uh, first of all, to Simon Gates, thank you, Sam, for, for joining us as ever. And thank you um, to our listeners. We, we, we do this podcast. We love our industry. We want, we want it to get better. So hopefully some of that free content, um, you can take some of the ideas from today's show, put it into, uh, into action. If you do like what we do, or we ask, maybe subscribe, share the episodes that you, you like on, on social media. I'm Mark Worrell, he's Sam Hunter. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next week.